We are holding the last Shabbos of the year, Tovshin Peyalef, about to enter into the new Rosh Hashanah, the new year, Abba Leinu Latoiva Tovshin Peybez. And as we said, we asked at the beginning of this year, maybe the Remez is Tovshin Peyalef, Tei Shana Pashut Acheret. If you remember what it was like a year ago, before Rosh Hashanah, when things were so up in the air, and there was no vaccine at that time. And during this year, we have been zochah to get the vaccine. And again, everything is a shtadlus, but we see that the Rabbanu Shem is fearing the veld. And we hope and we pray and we daven that just like this year, we asked the Rabbanu Shem Shetanei Shana Pashut Acheret, that we hope that this coming year, will be even a higher level, as we mentioned, Maybe it's a remez. Tehei shnas pidyon binyan. It should be a, a year of redemption, pidyon, binyan, and building. Hopefully, building the Beis HaMikdash. B'meher of Yameinu, the Rav Hashem should send us the Beis HaMikdash. And that will happen when we build ourselves, we build our families, and we get chizik from each other. As we always say, we try to get chizik from the parsha. And this last week, we know we can make a tikkun in all the Shabbosos of the year. Famous parasha, Atem Nitzavim Hayoim. We always mentioned what the Darshanim say. We're all standing. Hayoim today is a remez to Rosh Hashanah. All of us are now about to enter into the to the Yom Hadin. We're standing in front of HaKadosh Baruch Kulchem Lefnei Hashem Elekeichem. We want to point out that there's no question that on one hand, we're all standing as individuals, each one of us is going to be judged for our individual lives. And um, like the said that goes in front of the, and is marked, and the lamb is go, that's marked. But at the same time, Kulan Niskar and Beskira Achas were also judged all together. And everyone has to feel on one hand, the fact that he has the responsibility for himself. As the Rambam says, but he also has to recognize he has the responsibility for the tzibur, for the congregation, for Archenu Beis Yisrael, and every single person should look at his mitzvahs and averus and realize if I, do, if I do one mitzvah, then it could be that the whole world is 50-50 and my one mitzvah can change the dynamics of the world. And chas v'shalom, a person doesn't do mitzvahs, does the opposite, that could bring the downfall of the world, chas v'shalom. So we're all together and we have to realize the more we bond together, and that's really the theme of the parasha, and the Mephoshim, many of the Mephoshim say, that what was the special covenant over here? The special covenant was the covenant of Arvus, that all of Kla Yisrael is responsible, we're all responsible for each other. And I think this is something that we can use, and we'll speak a little bit more in detail about, the responsibility that we have, not only for ourselves, but also the responsibility we have for our brethren, our brothers, and our sisters, to try our best to be mechazik each other. And uh, there's an interesting chidah that I saw. He's going on the psukim, and the chidah says on the pasuk, He says, 
that there's a shita in the rush in the third parak of brachas that women are not mechuyiv in the Indian of Arvis to other women. Don't ask me what the lumdus is, but that's the halacha. The halacha is that women are not chayiv in Arvis. Perhaps it falls into the category that since women are part of mitzvah because they have to be involved in other things, but perhaps they, we can't put that obligation. They have to, they're mekayin the mitzvah practically because they take care of the children and the family, or perhaps even beyond that, that uh, it's they have so many responsibilities we can't obligate them in the mitzvah of arvus, and therefore he says there's no mitzvah of arvus for nashim, and the same thing he says a chiddush. There's no mitzvah of arvus for gerim. Gerim are not obligated for other gerim, right? On the other hand, we are obligated in the arvus to make sure to ensure that the mitzvah should be done by both nashim and by gerim, and for sure tapchem, the children. They, they're not mechuyiv the mitzvah of, of, of Avdus. So the Chidor says it's very, very muzbar why the Pasik, when it speaks about the Atem Ditzavim, first it speaks about the Rashaychem Shiftaychem. Then in Pasik Yud it says, Tapchem Neshaychem Vigercha Shevekerv Machanecha. Mechaiti Vetzachat Shevemecha. It speaks about the children, the women, and the Gerim. And then it says, La'avrucha Bevris Hashem Alekecha Ubalasai. And the way he learns Pshat, the Pshat is it's, it's like a miut that we have a responsibility for the tapchen, the sheichem, and the gerim. But the tapchen, the sheichem, and the gerim do not have a mitzvah of gerus for others. But besides that, uh, we see today, first of all, the Lat Nashim Tzidkani is that they, they do help out and they try to be mekayr of other people. Like it says, Soros Megayer Nashim. But for sure, men, we have the obligation of Arvus. And we have, we have to recognize that this is not just an obligation, but this is really our schus. We want to look for a schus uh, for the Yom Hadin to Yudur. Rabbi Saul Salanter used to say over that when a person is Rabbim Tzrichim Loi, when a person is a person that the Tzibur needs him, that is the best schus that he can have. And that's what we have to look for. What can I do for the Tzibur? What can I do to paraphrase what a Goyesha president once said, John F. Kenny, don't ask what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. So we could say for sure, don't ask what Kla Yisrael can do for you. Ask what you can do for Kla Yisrael. We've seen so many people, individuals, that have taken upon himself the gauntlet of caring about the Kla, from the smallest to the biggest. There was a great man, Rabbi Rosenberg, Mr. Rosenberg. He was the founder of the Shatnas Laboratories. The, the concept of Shatnas in America, we spoke about him many, many years ago. He was a Pasha the Yid, but he came to America and he saw that there were people that were being over in the Aveira of Shatnas. Because in Europe, people didn't go to factories in order to get suits. They went to an individual tailor and you went to a Jewish tailor who knew you weren't allowed to sew linen and wool together. But now all of a sudden there became this mass factories of suits and people were buying suits and they didn't realize that there was... Kilayim in it, there was shatness in it, and he started a little factory, a little a little laboratory in Williamsburg. And I remember hearing that my father, Allah Shalom, was one of his first customers from Baltimore to send the suits. Yeshiva boys began at that point to recognize you have to get your suits checked. And look what he created today. We have a whole, a whole uh, um, reshet of of, of laboratories throughout the world, the people that check for shatnas. Why? Because one individual 
was thinking about how he can help the tzibur in the mitzvah. As you do when he passed away, he did not have children, and he did not was not a person. He was a person that came out of the Holocaust, and the gedolim said that everyone should try to learn mishnayos le'ilu nishmasay. Because look at what he did. Look how many people he saved from one Avera. What a, a, a great, great mitzvah that he had on his chus. So every person can try to see, what can I do to care about another person, to be mashpi on another person? Uh, in, the, in the Balatur, it brings down in this week's parasha, and it says, Kol ish Yisrael. So he says, the next Pasuk says, Tapchem. So the Balatur says, why does it put the Tapchem after Kol ish Yisrael to teach us that in front of the Russian, in front of the Gedolim, in front of the great people of Klai Yisrael, they look at each individual Jew as being like a taf, like being like a young child. And their obligation is to be able to influence them, like you influence a taf. And this is a, a lesson for all of us. Moshe Rabbeinu, when was this taking place, this Pasuk? Rashi says, hayayim. It comes to teach us that Moshe Rabbeinu was standing in front of the Kodesh Baruch Hu on the day that he was dying. And on the day that he was dying, what did he do? He decided to gather them all together. And this we saw by many, many Gedolim. Even on the days when they knew they were leaving the world, but they cared about what was going on with the Klal, cared about what was going on. What can they do to help the world? And here we see that Moshe Rabbeinu, who was the, the quincentennial classic person that cares about the other person, like it says, Vayar es Echav, he saw the, the, the Sivlaisam, and he went out in order to save. So this is a lesson that Moshe Rabbeinu is giving every single one of us. Every single one of us has an obligation to look at another Jewish person, at another Jewish child as being like his own, and what can I do to influence that person? I saw a Maisa Neira today. Rabbi said, this Maisa is like unbelievable. I have to say it over. We know that unfortunately this past year we've had lots of tsaras. Hashem should watch over us. And even to the last days, we just had the floods in New York and a great Yid was killed. Rav Daivber Vice Mandel Zatzals, who was a Kaddish himself. He was a great person himself. His son from, I think, Muncie, a Yid that was swept away on the... On the on the Tappan Zee Bridge, going over the bridge, next to the bridge, in the, the floods, and there's no question, the Rabbanu is speaking to every single one of us in Klai Yisrael, and we hope and we pray this should be, as we said last week, Tich Lashon of the it should be the end of the Klolos, the Brachas should come in. But we all know there were a lot of Tzaras that took place, a lot of Korbanas that took place for the Tzibor this particular year, and especially the 45 Kedoshim of Maron, I saw a Misa about two brothers that were nifter. Can you imagine? One family lost two brothers. The Anglards, Hasidish Bachram. One was named Maishi, one was named Shiele. And can you imagine? It's Allah of Isis Benai. You're not supposed to shecht the, the, the mother and the child the same day. Can you imagine? A family lost two sons in that horrific, horrific tragedy. But listen to a Misa which took place. A few months later, there was a boy that learned in the same Hasidish yeshiva as this, the older boy, Maishi. Maishi Englart was publicized and forced him in the yeshiva as being members from the Tap Bachram. And he used to learn, it was a big masbid. There was another boy in the yeshiva 
who happened to be the anakul of a very great Hasidish Rebbe, but he had difficulties in learning, and uh, it wasn't easy for him to learn. A few months after the the Maron tragedy, the father of Moshe and Shia Englard, he came to the yeshiva and he came to base Medrash, took out a Gemara and he started sitting and learning. You know, he took this Stender, maybe it was next to where Moshe Stender used to be, maybe the same place, I'm not sure. And But this Bacha saw Mr. Englard, or Rabbi Englard, sitting there. He was a shy boy, but he went like he was like walking around and walking around him and and like he was like, wanted to get, he wanted to have a conversation with him. Until there was another bocha there, and he saw that this other boy wanted to speak to the father of Maishi. So he went to the father, and he said, listen, this bocha wants to speak with you. So the the father stopped, and he said to the bocha, you know, you, you want to speak with me? He says, yeah, do you, do you mind if we go outside? He was a little bit embarrassed in the base measures. They went outside, and this is what he told him. He said, I want to tell you that Maishi, to me, was like one of the chashas of bocha. He was such a masmid. He had such a, 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 he was learning and learning all the time, but he was a nice person. And the truth is, I had a little jealousy of him because for me, I was, uh, it was difficult for me to learn. And myself, I gravitated towards the office in the yeshiva. And I even ended up using my time working in the office. I was very good at computers. I liked computers. And I was in the yeshiva, but, I, you know, I daven, I tried to go to shir, but I wasn't really a masmid. I was, you know, spent my time and I was helping, helping the office, doing good things. And then the tragedy took place in Miron. I have to tell you, it hit all of us very, very hard. And there was two things that I heard about Moshe which struck me and made such an indelible impression upon me. One of them was that I heard that he had learned Mesech Tesukah 60 times, Rabbi Isai. He had learned it 60 times. He has it 60 times. Those who just finished the Daf Hayami, we know if we would be able to chaz it once, twice, three, four times, we'd be happy. He has it 60 times. Not only that, he was very, very nishmar from computers. I know speaking to an American crowd, this is something that's going to sound a little bit strange, but you have to try to learn from everything. His mother, Maishi's mother, Mrs. Englert, was a graphic designer, a graphic artist, and she had in her house, she had a computer system, and Maishi was always very mocked, but he would not walk into the room where there was a computer. He wanted to be shamer himself. He didn't want to even get close to the computer. And this boy, this Hasidish boy that was saying over the story, said, to me, that made such a tremendous impression. He said, I gravitated towards the computer. And Maishi, he decided that he was not going to get close to the computer. But the main thing is, I said to myself, you know what? Maybe I can try myself to try to sit and learn the Mesech Tesukah. Maybe I'll learn it once. So what did he do? He said, I made a nether that for a few days I'm not going to go into the office. I'm not going to use my time, even though it was constructive time, but I'm going to try to use it for the most constructive thing, which is to learn the Holy Torah. And I started sitting learning the Masechta. And I have to tell you, after a while, I started getting into it. And I learned Masechta Sukkah 13 times, Rabbi said. This is what he tells the Father. He learned it 13 times. Ah, just thinking. Uh, the gematria of, of 13 is Ava, yeah, Echad. And I even went to my grandfather, who was a Hasidic Rebbe, and he gave me a Bechina, the Mesechta, and he says, ah, you know it so well. I was, so, I was so proud of myself. And I want to tell you, the reason why I was able to do this, this is what he tells the father, Mr. Englard. He says, because your son, Moshe, had such a tremendous hashpa on me. And that hashpa allowed me to, be, now, to become a member, a full-fledged member of the base of Medrash. 
And basically, every single one of us, we have with inside of us abilities to help the klal. And that's, I think, the schus, and that's perhaps the arevus, the responsibility that all of us now, as we get close to the Rosh Hashanah, try to ask ourselves, how can I be mashpia on any person, be it a family member, be it someone who's close to me, be it someone who's far away from me, ah, what can I do to make that another person should see the chiyas of the Torah, the geshmak of the Torah? And I think that if every single one of us will be makabal on themselves this year, that they'll try our ut- we'll try our utmost to be a hashpah, mashpia, on our families, on our friends, on our surroundings, then the Rabbi Hashem will see us in the Atem Nitzavim Ayyem Kuchem Ifnei Hashem Elokeichem and the Tapchem. We're also B'chinah's Taf, B'chinah's little children, the Rabbi Hashem will have Rachmanus on us. We want to give a bracha to everybody. This Shabbos, Shabbos Kodesh, Parshish Nitzavim, Tavshin Peyalif, as we enter into the new year, we want to give a bracha. Everyone should have a wonderful, wonderful Zisayar and the Tfilah should be Mekubal by the Rabbi Shalom. We should all be zaychet to be written in this form of tzaddikim gemurim, wishing everyone a shana toivim besuka, a ksiva chasim toivim lanu for us and for all of Klai Yisrael. Have a wonderful Shabbos. And we're now holding Erev Shabbos, Kaidish, Parshas Nitzavim, Vayelech, the last two parshias of the year, double parsha, And as I mentioned yesterday in the Zoom Shmuz, we're going to maybe say some similar things, but we're going to add on as best as we can. Say some Divrei Torah on the Parsha and Chizuk and some stories as we usually try to do and to tie it into what's going on in the world today. So there's no question that every year when we get to this Parsha and we read Atem Nitzavim Hayoyim, all the Mepharshim say that this is very representative of the time period that we're in, that we're standing, all of Kla Yisrael, Roshechem, Shifteichem, Ziknechem, Kolish Yisrael, the young ones, older ones, the, 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 the water carriers, the, the wood choppers, everyone is standing in front of HaKadosh Baruch Lefnei Hashem Elokeichem, and Hayyim, they say, is Irem is the Rosh Hashanah. And there's no question, we all have to feel that that awesomeness that we're about to enter into the Yom Hadin, to the Yemei Hadin, Yemei Tshuva, Matzah Shabbos will start the Slichas, and we have to look at this as, on one hand, a tremendous responsibility, and on the other hand, a tremendous matana from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And especially in these days, that we're going through the difficult time period that we are living in in ourselves, we can definitely say what Rashi HaKadosh points out, and the Pasuk says, Rashi brings down the Medrash, why was this parasha placed to the parasha of the Klolos, which is in last week's parasha? Because when Klai Yisrael heard the Klolos, they heard a hundred Klolos, except for minus two, ninety-eight Klolos, plus the forty-nine Klolos of the Herzkohanim. It says, Hariku Peneim, Rashi brings down from the Medrash. They literally became ill in their faces, and he said, how can we stand in front of all of these difficult things? HaKadosh Baruch gives such Klolos, what will happen if we don't keep the Torah? So Moshe Rabbeinu was Mephias them, and he said to them, Atem hayom. You're standing in front of HaKadosh Baruch even though you caused a lot of suffering, even though Klai Yisrael has caused a lot of anger to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. But, Netzach Yisrael le'yishak lo'asvem, Itchem kloi HaKadosh Baruch Hu does not destroy us. 
Vahochi atem kayavim lefanav. Hakadosh Baruch Hu, He places us in front of Him. We're standing in front of Him. We said last night, it's no question that the way we are preparing ourselves for Rosh Hashanah, especially this year, I don't know what you're doing, but I can see this from the little vantage point that we have here in Harnov. We have neighbors that are putting up lights and fans into lobbies. We have outdoor minyan, and we ourselves were told that we were going to be able to have a minyan inside, but speaking to other people, we don't know if that's going to happen because the rules and regulations are changing by the moment. And people are going to find a different a different type of Rosh Hashanah this year and a difficult Rosh Hashanah, both here in Eretz Yisrael and in America. We say difficult, something we're not used to. But we have to realize HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the one that's doing it. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the one that's making it happen. And even though for sure there are people that make decisions, men, men, people make decisions, but HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the one that's putting things into the fore. We have to realize, We're still standing. We're standing proud. We're standing tall. And this is a chizuk for us. The chizuk is that no matter what, HaKadosh Baruch is with us. I saw the Rav Pinkus that Sal brings down the muscle that when Klai Yisrael, even when they have the Klalus, we realize it's a tikkun for Klai Yisrael. And he says it's like iron that's taken out of the earth. The raw material is covered over with stones and with mud. And what does a person have to do? A person has to take the iron and a person has to put it into the Kur HaBarzel. And the Kur HaBarzel, the fire burns off the the deposits, those things which are which are blemishes, which are not not part of the iron, and the iron now comes out and it's strong. And that's Klai Yisrael. Klai Yisrael goes through the Kur HaBarzel, but we're able to stand strong afterwards. We're like Mamish, like the metal that comes out of the ground. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu, we should know, is with us in the midst of the Golas. We said over yesterday, we'll just repeat the story of the Klozenberger Rebbe after the Holocaust. And we came to Parshish Kisavai. So he said to the Balkare, when he was reading, he said, Ay, Hecher, you should read it Hecher. And the meaning is to read it when a person should read it low and read it, read it very quickly. We don't read the Klolis out loud. So he started reading a little bit louder. And then the Rebbe said, Hecher, Hecher, read it even louder. So afterwards, the members of the of the Hasidists, they went over to the Rebbe and said, Rebbe, what was the purpose that we should read it loud when the meaning is to read it loud? He says, no, after we've gone through the Holocaust, after we've gone through all the sorrows that we've gone through, the Klalas are finished. There's no more Klalas. Now the Brachas are going to come in, like it says, Tich Lashon the Tachol Shon And therefore, we know that the Klalas, if HaKadosh Baruch brings a punishment upon the world, and especially it's a lesson for Klal Yisrael, and we've had suffering during the course of this time, we hope and we pray and we daven that it should be the end of the Klalas. And that's why we said, we separated, last week we said the Klalas, this week, I read the Mepharshim say, we don't have any Klalas, it's Brachas, the Brachas of Rosh Hashanah, ready Chal from this, from this Shabbos. What are the Brachas of this Shabbos that we can, that we can bring into our minds Tshuva, tefillah, like it says, Lay rechaykehi ki ha-mitzvah zais asheronech mitzavcha yayim lanifleh simcha lerechaykehi labashamayim hi It's right in your mouth, b'ficha u'bolvavcha lasaysa. And Rashi HaKadosh points out it's going on Torah. Other Mepharshim say it's going on Tshuva. Tshuva, Torah, 
All these things are things which are in our mouths, in our hearts, and we can do them. Just time to put out that people look at the process of tshuva and they think it's such a hard thing because we somehow, we have in our minds that we have to be perfect and we have to somehow become uh, people who are now learning 12, 13 hours a day without a hefsik and we can't be mavatotur and we can't talk, we can't say anything. And that is sometimes a, a lesson of mistake because HaKadosh Baruch doesn't expect that of every single individual. Maybe there are individuals that can do that. But HaKadosh Baruch looks at each individual and says, what can you do to improve yourself? The derech And that's what HaKadosh Baruch wants from us. And it's b'ficha b'vavcha asaysa. The derech of tshuva is very simple. Vidui. To say vidui. To say it out loud. To mean it. Bilvavcha is the concept of charata. Lasaysay. And the kabbalah la'asid. Not to do it again. And that's what HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants from us. And we can do it. It's possible for us to do it if we put our minds to it, if we really have the rutsin to do it. I saw brought down in the Sefer that there's another pshat, and that is, the Gra says that the Beficha is Teresh HaBiksav. Bilvavcha is the Teresh HaBalpeh. Lasaysay is the mitzvah. And the concept is that when a person learns Teresh HaBiksav, we know, even if, even if you don't understand the words, but the words themselves are holy, they have Kedush in it, and therefore a person gets char for saying the words of the Torah Shabbat Torah Shabbat it's different. Torah Shabbat a person has to understand what he's learning. That's the concept of Havana. The Havana, that's Bilvavcha, that's in the heart. The heart is the lave, Hamaven, which understands things. So then a person has to have more intent and more understanding of what is going on. That is not just enough to say the words, but a person has to do his utmost to understand. For sure, you get schar, even if you don't understand. You get schar for trying to understand. But if Avada, the real concept is a person should come to the Havana to be able to understand what the Torah is telling us. La Soysa is the mitzvah, to do the mitzvah. And that's something that's incumbent upon every single one of us, to have a chalik of the Torah Shabbat a chalik of the Torah Shabbat and a chalik of the of, of mitzvahs, ma'isim ta'iv, that all of us have. I said over yesterday, unbelievable, I said over a story, when I mentioned the story to someone about the Klausen Rebbe, he says, I want to tell you a story with my father, my friend of Melech Lehman told me about his father, Reb Nassan Lehman, who was a, a Galatian, a Yid, who lived in Canada, and he was a Frum Yid, and the Rebbe came in 1955 to open up a yeshiva for Hasidim, and uh, this Balabas made an appointment and met with the Rebbe, and the Rebbe must have heard before that Zavalabas did give tzedakah. So when he came in, he says, I heard that you're a, a businessman. She says, yeah. So the Rebbe said, I want to do a business deal with you. He says, no, Lama Heron, tell me what the business deal is. She says, I want that you should be, give every month food, uh, money for the milk, that the boys in the yeshiva should have milk in order to learn Torah. And in return, I will give you a bracha of harichas yomim. Before the Rebbe could even like finish his sentence, this Rebbe Nassim stuck out his hands and he clasped the Rebbe's hand and he said, Mach the Geshaft with the Rebbe. And the Rebbe gave him a bracha of Arichas Yamim. And this person had Arichas Yamim, lived till 90, almost 94 years old, and he lived a healthy life, eventually came to Eretz Yisrael. And his son told me that Melech should be Gazut and Stark, himself about Tzedakah, that his father every single month would write two checks to the yeshiva. One check was a regular check that he would send a donation, and the other one was a special check for the milk. And he did this for years upon years upon years. 
First of all, we just see from this Maisa, people are really, really adovic with Talmud HaChachamim. They realize the brachas that you can get from a Rebbe. Ah, this is really an amazing, amazing thing. I said over yesterday, I'm going to repeat it, and we speak about getting close to the Malchias. So we want to understand that for us, the Malchias might be not necessarily only just accepting Kaddish Baruch as our king, but what's practical, what practical applications can we do to be a Ben Melech? There's no question we should be Mechazik in the Ben Adam Lechaveru. What can we do to be Mechazik another Yid? How can I speak to another Yid? Just thinking today, there's a friend of mine who's a Gabbai here in our minion, and because of the corona, no one knows what's going to be. So I called his house, and I just expressed to him, thank him for having everything in mind, because we don't even know what's going, what the rules and regulations are going to be. But there's one person who's nagging for it. And I saw Gavaldik Avard from the Breslover, from the Bnosim the Breslover, says, We know that famous song that everyone sings, this entire world is a very, very narrow bridge. And I saw it brought down in the Sefer, <coughs> that Gesher, is the Oisius Gabai, Shliach Tzibur, and Rav. The three ingredients, especially for Yom Nerayim, is the Gabai. The Gabai is the one that sets up everything. He's the unsung hero. He's a person behind the scenes. He doesn't get paid for the job. He's doing it out of an altruistic fashion. The Shliach Tzibur is the one that raises people's aspirations during the davening in order to make the, the davening pleasant and to sing. And then you have the Rav, the Rav, who is the guidance the person, the moral guidance, the person that gives the halacha and the person that gives the drushes and that gives us and chastises us, gives us Muslim when we need to have things. This is called Olam Kula Geshetzar Ma'id, a little remez. Rabbi Yisai, we're living in a time we don't know what's going to be. That's what I told someone this morning. And that fits into the Pasuk. The Pasuk says in the parish, The hidden things are hidden. But the things that are revealed, those those things we can do. And one of those things that we can do is called Divri Atayrazais. I saw the reverse that Sal says that this is going to be in the Ikvas of the Mashiach, in the time period before Mashiach is going to come. There's going to be such such doubts. It's going everything's going to be hidden. We're not going to be able to see clearly where things are going, like we find out now. All of a sudden here in Israel we have a tremendous uptick. No one knows what's going to be. They're going to. They're making a lockdown. They're going to close down. What's going to be with the minyanim and the shuls? On that, we have to say, Those things are hidden things. We can't make those decisions. Hakadosh Baruch is the one that's doing it. What can we do? Haniglas lanu, the things that are revealed to us is called divrei hatayra We have to do what we can do in the Torah. And we find that marumas in the beginning of the parasha also. What can we do for the Torah? It says atem. So the Chidot says, Atem is the Isis Emes, the Emes of the Torah. Atem Nitzavim, he says, the, the, the Targum of, of Nitzavim is Nituim, planted. Klal Yisrael, Atem, you have the Emes, Natua is planted within you. And Emes, we know, are the letters of the Aleph, based from the Aleph to the Tuf. From the Aleph to the Mem, the Chidot says, that's 13 Isis, from the Mem into the Tuf, it's another 13 Isis. That's 26 altogether. The Yud Gimel is the Isis of Avram, Yitzchak, V'Yaakov, which is the Ovis, the Ovis of the Yud Gimel. Echad, Yud Gimel is Echad. Yud Gimel is Ahava. Rabbi said, when we have these ingredients, we have the Emes, we have the Ovis Akdoshim, we have the Achtus between us and HaKadosh Baruch between us and another Yid, when we have Ava, 
That's the Isis, that's the Yudgimel, the Yudgimel, that's the Shem Havaya that a person can bring into the world. And this year when we're davening, especially in Eretz Yisrael, it's going to be a Mesir's Nefesh. And this is what I want to say. It's going to be Mesir's Nefesh wherever, wherever we are. And over here I want to paraphrase from a Goyesha president, but the par- it's, a, it's a paraphrase that I heard him as a young boy. John F. Kennedy said, ask not what your country can do for you, but ask what you can do for your country. In the same vein, Rabbi Sai. People want to know, oh, where am I going to daven? Where's the meeting going to be? Where's my Mokum Kavua? That's not the question that should be asked this year. The question should be is, what can I do to help? What can I do to help if there's things that have to be done in order to be, to be an outdoor minion? Is there tarpaulins that have to be put up? Are there fans that have to be brought? Are there standards? Are there chairs? How am I going to make it? If there have to be capsules, what can I do to help? Not to ask that other people should make it and take care of everything. To have achdus, to have ava. I saw this Maisa today, 50 years ago, in Yeshiva's called Torah, there was a tremendous Baal that would daven at night. And he would be married at and one year he got sick, he wasn't able to come. So not only the nighttime, the daytime. So the first day they brought in another Baal who wasn't as familiar with all the Nagunim that they would sing in the Yeshiva. And when he davened, he davened the heartfelt prayer as best as he could. But he wasn't able to be married to the Bachram. And the, the Nagunim that he sang, the Bachram didn't feel was the regular Nagunim. So they didn't sing along with him. So it was a, it was a, it was a dead type of tefillah. And the Mashkiach, gave a shmuz in the daytime and he roared and he said, do you think that you're always going to be in yeshiva and the tefillahs are always going to be exactly the same they were in the, in, in the yeshiva? No, during your life you're going to go out, you're going to go to other minyanim, go to other places. You're not necessarily going to be within the confines of the yeshiva. You should know one thing, the tefillahs change, but the mishpat doesn't change. The judgment doesn't change. And what we have to know is we are going to be judged on Rosh Hashanah for the entire year. And therefore, we have to do our utmost to be Masakin as best as we can. It could be this year, it's not going to be the same Nagunim. could be this year, it's going to be difficult. It's going to be hot. It's not going to be in the same venue as we're used to all the years. This is what HaKadosh Baruch is doing for us. We have to realize that we have the ability in order for us to be able to become better people and this is what HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants from us. I want to end off with one last Maisa, Gavaldika Maisa, unbelievable. There was a woman that just passed away. Her name was Rebetzin Shitrit. And she, Rebetzin Yafa Shitrit, she lived in Bnei Brak. She was a Ganenet for many, many years. Fortunately, she passed away. Her husband, Reb Michal Shitrit, is a big Rav and a big Magid Shir. And he gives Shiurim. When they first got married, he was became a popular a popular speaker and he would give shurim till all around and all hours at night and at a certain point it was the beginning of his life and he had young children and he wasn't sure maybe he's not giving enough attention not giving enough attention when he comes up at night to spend time with his wife the attention with the children he didn't know what to do so he went to Rav Shach he himself did not learn Aponovich but he felt he should go to Rav Shach he went to Rav Shach and he laid out for him what's going on so Rav Shach it wasn't a Talmud Rav Shach asked him could you give me your phone number so this, and he says, I'm going to give you an answer. So this person thought, okay, Rav Shach's going to think about it, and he's going to call me in my house. Those that didn't have cell phones, so he gave him his number. Rabbi said, by the time he got home, he walked into the house, and his his wife, Rabbi Tzanyafa, Allah, Shalom, but then she was alive. She, she said to him, I want to tell you, I just got a phone call from someone. He called up, and he says, 
This is Laser Shach. This is Laser Shach. And he told me like this. He says, Is this is this Yaffa Shitrit? Mrs. Yaffa, Giverich Yaffa Shitrit? He says, Yeah. I want to tell you that you have diamonds in your bank account. You should know that you're giving Messir's Nefesh to your husband's going out and giving Shurim to everybody. That's diamonds in your bank account. You're building up a big, big bank account. And you should know that's a very, very hush of a thing. He gave her encouragement. That's the way he dealt with the Shaila, by giving the woman encouragement. And she said to him, please, I want you to make sure you're going to continue to give the Shurim. And he gave Shurim for years and years. In fact, when she was Nifter, the Levaya took place on a Matzah Shabbos, and they passed by the same shul that he would give a shir. At that time, her Levaya passed by. So we see, first of all, we see the greatness of Gedolim, how they assess things. This is what we're, this is what we're, the Kla Yisrael is all about. This year, Tavshin Pei is ending. It should be the end of all the Klaus. We should look forward to the Brachas. It should be a sweet year, a good year. Mitzvah Shem, the Shabbos Kodesh. We should be not only Nitzavim, it should be Vayelech. We should be able to go, to move forward, and the slichas and the kapara. I would say last one last vart that I saw, masach, we put on masks. Machsach stands for mechila, slicha, u kapara. Kapara. This is what a Baruch wants. Kodesh Baruch wants, we should ask for mechila, ask for slicha, mitzvah he'll give kapara. Wishing everyone a wonderful Shabbos, a good kebench to your, we should be zoicha mitzvah to a year of Tavshin Pe'alif, a year that there will be Pelayim Elokim, Teishnas Pelayim Elokim. There'll be wonders of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Mitzvah will be Zeiche to Aksiva V'chasim Etoiva for us and for all of Klai Yisrael. Have a wonderful, wonderful Shabbos. Thank you very much for listening. We want to thank jfoundations.com. If you could sponsor any of our activities, it'd be another way of addressing and being able to give over Torah to other people. Go on the website and show your support. Thank you very much for joining us.